This episode is brought to you by Test Instrument Solutions, or TIS as we know them. Now, they do multifunction testers, EV test adapters, they do all kinds of stuff from thermal engine cameras, right the way through to continuity testers. Go over and check out their website at testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. They are up and coming, and actually, they do some of the best kit on the market today. So go and check them out, testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. Hello and welcome to Monday Club. Now, today, um, let down again, all these letdowns. So we put a back signal up um, and got let down again. So we called in the librarian. This is what I call him now, the librarian. Gary Hayes of Efix fame and GSH work, body of work unrivaled by anyone ever. Yeah, that's true. I'd go for that. Well, yeah, yeah, because I said it, but you know. Um, <laughs> so, welcome, Gary. Welcome to the uh, Monday Club. Well, at being an avid listener, stroke watcher of the Monday Club, I was chuffed a bit to be called in at the last minute. You know, final substitution to come in and do this. So, hopefully, we're going to have a blast, and I really enjoy listening to them. So, it'll be interesting to see what it's like to be involved in one stand. So, thank you for asking me. No problem, mate. Mark, why are you at college? I'm at college because I need to learn and improve my skills. I realised the other day, picking a screwdriver up the wrong way around, I could do with a few tips from Gary, actually. So I've come to college tonight, and I'm going to get a bit of practice in, make sure I know what I'm doing. Where is that, though? That's my office, mate. I'm here because it's my 40th birthday tomorrow, and I have been banned from my shed because I believe my small and annoying family are doing some party celebrations they're probably doing nothing and they're just going to laugh at me tomorrow for making me come to work and sit in the cold but that's the story so i'm here and uh they're blowing balloons up hopefully so you're 40 have you had a hard life mark because i thought you was at least 45 46 yeah cheers mate i mean what can i say (laughs) look at nick nick's nick's like in a perpetual state of triggeredness i'm not going to say anything i'm not i'm just saying well, how old are you, Sam? 38. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tough paper. Don't too, crack, then, yeah. bitches. Don't <laughs> crack. <laughs> it doesn't. Listen, never seen a wrinkled balloon, have you? Yeah, when they start deflating a bit. Well, I'm not deflating. I'm only getting fatter. So, Magic. what do you want to know? Um, outside of this nonsense, what have you been up to this week, Nico? Are you going to ask me? I'm going to ask you. Oh, Mark, he asked me for once. Oh, He's made, you made up. That's brilliant. Oh. How kind of him. Uh, I don't really have anything to say. Um, what have we been doing last week? Uh, Tell EITRs. me what you've been doing today. This is the life of Bundy. Go on. <laughs> um, so it's Monday, so I've been to my unit and I'm waiting for a special item I ordered to turn up so that's going to be next week so today I did manage to film a video in the end um, but what I did I got my blowtorch out and I burnt all the scaffold boards I put in there to make them look nice <laughs> it looks wicked um, uh, but yeah but honestly who's got time in their day oh, I know what I'm going to do I'm going to go burn some wood and last well, week it was making ingots and now this week it's burning wood or next week is better so better, sorry, I get told off because my mum watches this as well, believe it or not. What? Yeah. Is your yeah. mum? I had to be careful, Sam. Figured. <laughs> I uh, uh I um I had to tell her to stop the other week because she commented on one of my videos, which is fine. Like I, she watches it and I'm, I'm over the moon with it, but obviously her name is Helen Bundy in her YouTube name. And then she commented something because I made a reference. I was talking to Adam and I said, oh, I better say that better because I said better. I said, my mom will tell me off. And she commented saying, that's better, Nick, better. And I was like, but then people started commenting on her thinking, oh, are you Nick's mom? I was like, mom, delete it. Don't do that. (laughs) Um, But what I've ordered, it's it's, it's a leaf out of uh, John Ward's book. So, you know, when he was in his garden and he pumped 100 amps through a cable to see the connection blocks melt in at the cable. So I'm going to do the same thing. So I've ordered a welder. Uh, I'm just going to try and do it inside in an environment. I've got a thermal imaging camera. I've got obviously my F-clamp meter to measure the ampage. And obviously I've got an extraction, extraction unit now. So I'm going to try and do it 
with the different cables. So normal cable, PVC, flex, and then I'm going to go the SLSF, is it? The low smoke one. Um, so there's loads of ideas floating around. So as soon as that turns up, I can make another set of like four or five videos out of it. So that will hopefully be useful for everyone and then test PVC clips to metal clips for how much it drops with temperature after time and all that sort of stuff. So try and do some stuff where people can learn and you can go, the regs are showing we need to fit metal clips for a reason. This is why. It's that sort of thing. So, yeah. Riveting. Shut up, Sam. <laughs> it is interesting. I think that'll be really interesting because it will demonstrate why we do all this stuff. We don't get to see stuff catching on fire usually. We're turning up afterwards or before the event, so it'll be nice to see what happens. Yeah. Either that or you'll see me hospital next week having a lung transplant. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, next night here, this Monday club. Yeah, he's, he's not very well. Um, but yeah, other than that, last week we've been EICR in it, uh, Fuseboard. Adam's obviously been recording on his own YouTube channel now. Let's talk about that for um, a minute. So, how annoying. Obviously, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many people have said, like, and, and like, like Sam said today on the phone, he is so lucky to have me, but equally, I am so lucky to have an apprentice like him because he's made me be better because the way... Anyway, I'm not going to go into that. That's for a different time. But he started his own channel up. He was speaking about it and his mom and dad and his grandparents and was like, you've got a good platform already. Jump on the boat. Why not? Um, and because he's been... Every now and then when I'm recording... Okay, bro, is here like, I'll happily be doing something, recording, doing whatever, and then I'll go, oh, Adam, just... And I'll pretty much just throw it out and go, oh, just go and do what you need to do with your bit. And watching the progression, because there's a few times where we've done this on my videos and I've had to just get rid of the footage because what he said was nonsense. And he knew that afterwards, but it was too late to prove because I already hadn't seen what he'd recorded until I got home once the job was completed. Um, but with time and time with him learning to, this is the next thing where he's getting it. Because at the moment, when he films, the GoPro sits here. He looks down at it. And it, gradually over the videos, his GoPro is going up and up and up to the point where you want to be looking up with your chin raised a bit. And I've always said it's it's a perception thing with YouTube. And I read this ages ago. You want your viewers to look down on you, not in a sense of you're they're bigger than you, but you're speaking up to them. You're explaining things correctly. If you're doing this, it looks like you're speaking down on them, like you're better than them. In a way, psychology psych, psychologically, it improves the viewers' um, mindset of watching you and how they you interact with them sort of thing. And like I say, you talk to the GoPro like it's them, not like it's a GoPro. You say, I'm just going to put you guys down for a minute and you put them on the tripod rather than I'm just going to put the camera down. Because you're, you want the viewers to think that when they're sat watching you, you're speaking to them directly as the camera rather than an object for well knowing they're watching after. And it's just trying to put things like that put forward to Adam and the videos are getting better. And then his, his video recently, he came around one day and said, Nick, I want to put some down lights in my bathroom because this is a new build. It's just got a 2D fit in. Yep, they are. Take the, <laughs> gave him the keys to the unit, pinched all my stuff out of the van, went there, picked it all up and uh, took the GoPro, come back with this footage. And I was sat here so proud of him once I'd edited it and just looked at him. I thought, mate, that is brilliant. The way he spoke the way he did the job, the way he explained himself clearly. The only downside, he wore sliders in the bloody loft. <laughs> so, yeah, over the moon with him. And, and it's just going from strength to strength. His first video has got, I think, 30,000 views now. And the one went out the other day has got 20,000. It's incredible. It's incredible. Wow. Like, and, and, and we were talking about this earlier on. And... Did... And I know you don't like talking about this, but the, the reality is, could it be the greatest apprenticeship of all time? I mean, he has got every tool, top brand tools. He's got to learn from Nick. Oh, I, Nick's not the best electrician in the world. He's a bit ropey. No, you know, no, I, I, I wouldn't claim to be genuinely. There's people better than me, but I like to know that I have pride in my work, which helps. Nick, you're so serious today. What no, I'm no, no. I'm trying to... Be formal. <laughs> Be formal, because we've got Gary, the local no, listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is he is uh sport rotten um with the with the apprenticeship he's got. Um I think it's fantastic. I think you should be very proud of what you've done there, mate. If if Thank I'm you. gonna blow smoke up your ass instead of triggering you all day tonight, um <laughs> what I will say is you've took someone on, on with you, you've really 
give them everything that you've got the same way. And then now you've given her a platform to also do YouTube stuff. For... It's amazing stuff, mate. Honestly, you should be very proud Thank of yourself. You. Um, and I've met Adam. Um, although he stinks, um, he he doesn't really. He's, uh... <laughs> he, doesn't. he smells really nice. <laughs> he, he did, actually. Smell. Don't. Um, <laughs> but um, he... Uh, you can tell he's so genuinely interested in being a spark. And I find that quite a rarity in people. He like, this is him. This is his thing. Now this is him. He's off. He's a spark. That's him. Um, and he's yeah. comfortable with that. He's happy with it. And you know, he'll go far because he's got a passion for it. Yeah. It's a nice thing. Gary, you must've seen that a few times in, in your time at college. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you almost know, you know, when you meet them first time, I mean, it's a cliche and you, you make that judgment call. I'm very rarely wrong in 19 years of teaching. I always like to be surprised. I always like the one that you think you come out of the pack and wow, you, you really went and did it. But that first couple of weeks, even the first lesson, you can pick people out and you go, they're going to go somewhere. They're going to need a bit more work. And maybe somebody else is on a journey that won't end up in the electrical industry, but you can certainly improve their timekeeping, their attitude, their relationship with other people within the group and team building, all sorts of things like that. But it's, I always like to be surprised, um, but you pretty much know the people you're getting and from induction virtually. So that's what I would say. And, and when I spoke to Adam, you knew he was a great lad. It was yeah, really nice. My, my students stood around him, listened to him chat and all the rest of it. We had some, some good yeah, times a, good a year chat, ago. Didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So begrudgingly, go and check out his YouTube channel. Not that he needs our help. No, he doesn't. <laughs> it, I don't think he needs my help much longer, to be honest. He said to me the other day, he goes, uh, six weeks, Nick, six weeks, I have 40K subs. <laughs> imagine, imagine if one day, like maybe in like six six months to a year, he's actually your master on on YouTube. How would you feel by that? Don't say proud because you wouldn't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Wait, but what I'd about like... this though? What about this though? He's already more popular than your Sparks Fly podcast. It's not. We checked earlier. Not far off, mate. Not far off. Not far I, off. And I all. bet he's had more views than you have. Probably now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel that he's launched a channel, you launched a channel pretty much at the same time, and he's doing you bad? I'm just really proud of him. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, I am over the moon. It's like I say, it's different, different stuff. And um, like tomorrow, we're changing the fuse board uh, for a subscriber, and he lives around the corner, actually. And um, before I even had the chance to say it, I said, when we're doing it, and I said, I'm going to send recording tomorrow. We bought the stuff, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Can you just charge to your, your the GoPro? Because I want to I want to do an apprentice tips one where I'm, I'm going to change the board. It's a bit of a faffy one. And we want to get in and out as quickly as possible. And um, he said, give us the GoPro. And what I'm going to do with my video is I'm going to record myself as the apprentice watching his boss do it, but equally telling the guys, right, you can see that well, he's going to need this neck. Let's go and get this out of the van. Let's get the stuff prepped up. Let's get the RCBO set up. Let's get the glands open prep the stuff that we need um any rubbish that's getting dropped we'll put it tight like he just said we're going to do stuff where that's as an apprentice that wants to watch that needs to foresee what's going to happen next prep yourself and i said jesus christ adam and he was like yeah and no, i was just thinking about it the other day i was like do you know what that's thinking such, about it that's that's such an important thing you know like apprentices tend to go straight to their default mode which is get the phone out mm. you know um and and, and it's brutal to have like that mindset where he's already thinking like that, you know, I've only really seen that in, um, you know, like your more mature apprentices, like your, you know, someone who's grateful to learn from you will make that extra effort. A lot of the time, 17, 18 year olds, they're, they're, they're like, Oh, look at this bird on, on Instagram yeah. or something, you know, and, and me, because I'm basically a man child. I'm like, Oh yeah. And we never get anything done. Yeah. So, you know, He's never been that way, to be fair. He's, he's had his phone out every now and then. And I mean, talking like when I'm I'm on my phone way more than him, because my phone rings all day or YouTube. Or, yeah, because someone never leaves me alone. Um, but I could count on one hand how many times he's got it out when I've looked at him and gone, why are you on your phone? And he's just gone, oh, I've just taken a picture of the wiring. I just wanted to make sure it was all right. And they're like, oh, thank you, Adam. Uh, anyway. He's a superstar. Anyway, Just Mark, done how are 10 you? 10 minutes mate? talking about Adam Dunlop. He right. deserves every 10 minutes. Get a better surname. 
My surname's Bundy. He's got a better <laughs> yeah. surname than me. Oh, God. Dunlop and Bundy. That sounds like yeah. that sounds like two idiots. It's a it's a murderous trainer. <laughs> That's ridiculous, Gary. Anyway. What have you been up to uh, this week, my man? Um, obviously, producing content. Um, uh, we did one that Nick might be interested in on something called Flexible Conduit. We've done a, a video on that that's due to come out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, address the Copex King with such disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for my t shirt. Um, what else so have we done? <laughs> yeah. Did some stuff with app based stuff, which I'm not a big fan of apps. So I'm the ultimate skeptic on the apps. So I have to uh, say, Gary, I watched the video on that um, the, that new cable that you put in for the EV chargers. That looked amazing. They're the flat stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. From IDAX. Brilliant. Yeah. But of course, people then go on and say, well, every single EV charging point needs a fuse. How can you get away with having the main fuse? Well, they don't understand the full system. There is a reg. Joe did a Q&A on it. I don't have released that yet. So there is an answer to that. But that system's so clever that it, you can have 101 easy EV charging points on it. They know the size of the breaker. And as a collective, they will never exceed that breaker rated value. So yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's where it's going. It's just... I think people are obsessed with filling their car up with some sort of petroleum-based uh, liquid and then knowing they've got 500 miles, whereas the EV revolution is going to require you to be a little bit more uh, planning your journey and obviously understanding where you can and can't obviously yeah, fill it up, in other words. So, yeah, it's not going to be one of those things. I thought it was fascinating seeing how you cut the cable. Like you so you can do it with a standing knife. But obviously, you said I don't think you showed there was a I had a proper tool, but in the video, you didn't, I don't think you showed it. Um, how that could be used in commercial wiring in general of tapping off down and you know because it's just literally sam it's just this flat cable like this and you put a clamp on it and you just screw the individual terminals and it just presses into the cable oh okay it was really cool how you tap into a power supply illegally on the yeah So what, what they use it on the continent for is they run it down sort of centre of corridors and they just tee off to each consumer unit in each of the dwellings, you know, the flats or et cetera. So they use it for, and on ships because obviously it's flexible. So it's obviously got that, that ability as well. It's, it's more than, I think they've probably developed it to sit within the EV market, but it's been used in other applications from IDAX for a long while. It's oh, good wow. stuff. I've never What's seen it before. The company um, that make the cable is IDAX and the oh, company okay. that it partners with for the EV chargers is easy. Clever chargers, they are really good. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was one of the things. So, yeah, look out for my flexible conduit video when that came. Um, did anyone watch my um, video about the Bell Transformer and the cable in there? No, not yet. I re- recommend the three of you watch that afterwards, even if you only watch the first uh, 25 seconds. I'd suggest Correct. a new product. No, 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 you'll smile. No, 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 you'll smile. You'll smile. You'll go, oh. <laughs> one of those so that'll be worth uh, just having the first 25 seconds on that and yeah just i've been doing family stuff um today and tomorrow so we went this is nice linking for nick we actually thanked you today nick and um, we were at open bionics and the gentleman brought out oh. the, yeah we've gone again so that's the third time i've been um they brought out the hero arm to show my wife at this time as well as me and my daughter and then he brought out the colored skins that i said do you remember yes. you can change that and uh, yeah and he went oh you get this with it and i said well she wants these other ones as well she said well you just get the one with it i said no 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 mr bundy's bought a set of those and then there's a dr chris horn that's bought a set as well so she's actually chose three for when she does get it but she's a long way off having one unfortunately that's so cool it's so cool like the 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 arm is something else um it's exciting times in terms of the ability to go and buy something like that well, like it's like we are living in the future now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there's, there's, there's still a long way to go, but from what it was like even 10, 15 years ago, yeah, it's like living in the future. Incredible. We're actually doing that tomorrow. We go to see the NHS, who will give you something that is a solid construction. So, in other words, a polymer, maybe um, just a solid um hook or whatever so yeah two different worlds that we're going to be gone to in in the space of two days really so anyone who's listening to this sorry are you documenting it what video wise yeah i I took i took a few clips for social media today open bar and except because they're a very upwardly mobile brand and obviously they know the power of social media so they love to share stuff 
Um, I would imagine the NHS won't want me to take too many pictures when I'm with them. So I've got the COVID restrictions and all that to get over first before I start trying to grab the camera. And it looks then not interesting what they're saying, doesn't it? So um, so, so the people who listen to it, my, my daughter unfortunately lost a predominant arm from about a, a forearm down in a tragic accident. And we're currently pursuing a prosthetic mobile limb which is from a company called open bionics and it's called the hero arm and a lot of people that followed me on social media have helped um us get to a position where we can afford to do that so that's a massive thanks to everyone that, that has helped and supported and commented and sent chocolates and sent lovely messages all of them above so thank you for that powerful stuff man i'm i'm so glad that that you know you've got the support you did because i really think you deserve it mate like you're a good guy. But before we get Gary too emotional, Marco, what the Brilliant. hell are you doing? Just sitting there looking like D'Artagnan right, with your goatee. <laughs> D'Artagnan. Oh, he's a musketeer, isn't he? Yeah, bro. See, I've watched I'm that. Getting, I'm getting man behind I'm the eye mask now. <laughs> D'Artagnan. I've just been doing, listening mate? to you guys enjoy, enjoying your chat. I mean, I feel like I'm in the presence of YouTube um stars and you're here as well sam so it's really nice to chat um you know just let's just yeah just listening to everyone chatting it's 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 nice and um repeating what you say um with regards to gary and his daughter it's it's inspiring to see her recovering in the way that she is and all of the help that's been given to to gary and his family is well deserved and um you know hopefully that that arm can be um available to her sooner rather than later that'd be nice to see i'm sure that She's itching to get there as well. But yeah, otherwise, in my normal day-to-day life, we had a few podcasts out last week. Sam helped with one, the the most boring one, if we're going to be totally honest. What? There was three other more interesting ones. Well, no, Sam's was really good, actually. And well, we, uh, is what I do. We, we, we gave away some stuff that had been kindly donated just to try and do some fun for National Apprenticeship Week. So I was I was pleased to do do all of that, and I did a little live stream tonight that no one watched, but it doesn't matter because the people who won were watching, and they were chuffed to to get those things. So that was something nice to be part of, and yeah, otherwise just doing EICRs like Nick in the day job. That seems to be all that's going on at the minute. More and more EICRs every single day of my life forever until maybe April the first. Well, I think it's going to go on till I think you're going to get the people that go. <gasps> It's April first. I've not got it done, and then I think we're going to have a more of a massive surge April, and then come end of May we're going to go right. We're done with that for five years now. I've got a question Personally. about these EICRs. Oh, go on. Then. Do you set your own price, or do you take a price from the people you're getting them from? So they're like, "Listen, uh, I'm paying 150. You can take it or leave it." So if it's if it's the estate agents, I was negotiated, and I went for a lot lower than I normally would personally, um, privately, sorry, but I've probably had within the past six months and then up till April over a hundred EICRs room. So I do them cheaper. It's a discounted rate and that's that. But um, with myself, if it's privately, um, I have my set price. If they don't like it, then then do it. That's it. I'll happily knock 10 quid off, you know, and then add it on afterwards for remedials. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it's a set price, and that's it. Marco, we don't discount to anyone. We work with a few letting agents. It's all priced based on the length of time it takes to do the job. So there's a letting agent we're working with at the minute, and um, you know there's no real agreement on price based on the size of the property. The trust is there that we charge accordingly. And um, we did have I did have someone ring me up actually today asking if I could cover a job for them in Filey because their um, electric Trishan had had to isolate because coronavirus, but they only had £130 available for it and they wanted it doing by Thursday. So I was just like, well, yeah, you might need to keep on phoning because that's not going to work. <laughs> well, but that's so common. I mean, you, you'll find people doing it for less than that if you, um, if we're going to be really honest, that that is going on all of the time. And, um, you know, it's it, when it's it set it up in it, yeah, yeah it's, when it's, it's set up as a. Yeah as a business model and they're kind of doing it properly and that's how they want to run their business and build it on remedials and there's no you know that's fair enough but when it's just done from the van and they're not really doing the job properly that is really annoying yeah yeah because i mean if you had a hundred percent guarantee you're going to get the remedials then perhaps that's a that's a fair enough in it 
to do the ICR because you're sort of you're sort of it's almost like quoting your own work. But there's no guarantees in life, is there? But my problem is with the people, and this is not everyone, but the people that I've come across or heard about is the people that are doing these 65, 75 pound EICRs. They're not actually looking like I would and Mark would. We're doing an ICR. We actively look for what we can code, what we think is not right, what was unsafe, is not, you know, things that we like. They would seek out something that they know they could go, right, there's 200 quid. Oh, it's a wooden back fuse board. C1 needs a metal fuse board. It doesn't. But the problem is they're only going to the regs that they pick and choose, not all of the regs. And this is what annoys me is they'll go in cheap to get their foot in the door and go, bang, right, okay, this is it. And that's how they make the money. And that's not everyone. I'm not like tarring everyone with it, but the people I've heard about, the cheaper ones, is their business model is just to go in and then to change their fuse board. Yeah. Which is frustrating because I could go in there and do the same EICR, which will cost twice as much, but then there'll be no remedial works. But unfortunately, they've gone for the cheaper person for the time being. But if they've gone the, the right way, the right way of my way, I could have passed that property off, given it a satisfactory report for five years at least, and there would have been no remedials, let's say, if that was the situation with the fuse board. But that's it. People just see the price tag straight away and, and stick their nose up at it. Not everyone, but a lot of people. It is a hard sell, definitely. Gary, yeah. I want to know more about what, like, you're on here. We very rarely get to interview you. Very, like, you, you do your eFix stuff. You do your GSH stuff, which is all in the bag now, if we're honest. You're releasing videos that you've got in the bag, which is, you know. So I still produce, I, tr- I still try and produce one GSH electrical video every single week. So I've been doing that um, quietly. So if, if you're looking at stuff that I've been releasing, like wiring diagrams, which was lucky that I never done them before. I can sit in my wife's school, nobody there uh, on a Saturday, and just sit there and draw those out. And what oh, I'd use is, and what I use is my Facebook page, like a, a free version of Patreon. So if you're following me on my Facebook page, when I've shot a video, I just put it on there, and just uh, with an unlisted link. So all, my, all the people that are following me on Facebook can watch it. So they don't realise actually they've got like a free version of Patreon. So the fifty odd videos I've got, fifty six I think to release, they've probably seen thirty of them. In advance, well in advance, oh, wow. because you just stick them on there, just and it, it, just so people. Because if you follow me on Instagram, you get a certain look at me. If you follow me on Facebook, I feel that you sort of get people are thinking, oh, he's always putting videos on there, but they're not released. They don't. don't mm. They probably don't even. Re- I don't ever say this has not been released yet. You're getting a free view of it, so I'll do that. So you still got the teacher inside you. You still like. You still have the passion for that knowledge and, and putting it out there. I still say, my class, when you're doing this, you'll have to use a ruler. My class, when we're in the workshop, we'll be looking at this in the workshop. We're doing that. So I still, I still address them as my learners because, obviously, there's people out there. I've released a video privately that was my last walking out the workshop. I cried, actually. I cried. I gave an emotional speech. I turned around. I walked down the corridor, and my T-shirt changed from GSH Electrical in the fade through to a red one as I left, and the EFIX roll came at the end. Um, I shot that well over 12 months ago. I released that privately to my community that had 2000 views and like 197 likes one dislike of course but um yeah so i just i thought that was quite nice so so those people now know i've left but i still get people that think i still work there and then when like the the lad the the, the deaf lad that contacted me just the other week and he and then he finds out i don't work there anymore and you think i'm sorry you know i've not made it massively public because i didn't want to kick my channel in in the shin but i haven't i've only left tresham i haven't left making content for apprentices yeah, just left Tresham. You're so. still producing content for the greatest library on that that's come out in for the electrical industry, possibly ever for learners. I, I would say, no, is it no, or is it realistic? Like, if we let's, let's knuckle down, what's comparable to what you've to, to GSH YouTube channel? What's comparable? I don't know what's out there that's comparable. Oh, no, there isn't, to be honest. You've got your your other guys, your other YouTube sparks, but to go into the depth and the description and well, the attitude and everything towards it in an enclosed works environment, no one can come close to you, guys. And that's not you. blowing like Say blowing smoke up to your house. It's the fact. And I've watched quite a few, and Adam's watched quite a few. You, there's just there's no comparison between anyone else. Listen, even the other day, I was like, oh, I need to, I need to, I couldn't remember, I can't even remember what it is now, but I was like, I'll just go on GSH. Because it's going to be on there. Whatever you're stuck on, it's going to be on there. Do you know what I mean? But but again, 
I've, 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 if you go on the Ethics Apprentice Hub, which is obviously all of my material that I'd written over the years, I, I, there is 20-odd downloadable documents. Some of them are 100-odd pages long. I could only put certain ones on because occasionally I'd, I'd lifted a photograph, say, off Google. And obviously, I don't own that photograph. So all the stuff on there, I've drawn myself. I've got a, a, a 5357 practical book for college lecturers that walks them all through the industrial skills. He's got test result sheets. He's got the rec sheets filled in, just needs quantifying against the jobs to try and help them do the 5357 free downloadable. So it's just on there along with the 20 other documents. I, 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 if people stumble across it as a new lecturer, if you stumble across it, you'd, you'd hopefully go, Whoever's done this for me, big thank you, because I haven't got to write 800 pages of notes, Ohm's Law, AC Theory, Transformers, whatever I've put on there. I've put a lot of stuff on there um, just to try and, again, just try and help. There's, there's over 1,200 questions that I wrote that are on there that were my ones that were on a Word document that I transferred onto the Fix Apprentice Hub, again, just to try and help people um, out. So I did that early on when I got over there, just because that's, that's what, what you're doing as a teacher. Every single apprentice who's got an apprentice one-to-one I've referred on to your channel, Gary. I don't think there's a single one. And and most of them, to be fair, know of you, obviously. But there was, a, there was some who didn't. And everything that they're ever going to need is on there. So we've got yourself really stepping up to help apprentices and electricians with all the YouTube content. Nick's doing his thing to demonstrate what you can do as a small employer building your business with apprentices. Really important key messages that I'm trying to share through apprentice one-to-one. And, um, you know, I'm speaking to a couple of employers actually wanting to do the same as you have, Nick, take people on who they've already got kind of working with them, but not employed with them. Um, you know, it's, it's a difficult step. You know, you've been there recently and done it. I've done it yeah. in the past as well. So to see you guys talking about it and to see Gary's channel with all that amazing content on there just to help people is, is a massive resource. And especially through coronavirus, you know, that's been epic, Gary and Nick. So Thank the you. other day we we spoke about this, didn't we, Mark? Um, on, on your podcast, um, go and check it out. Um, it needs all the help it could get. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go, go and check out um, the Apprentice One to One podcast. There's some real, real insightful stuff on there. Certainly for myself. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but we spoke about um, there isn't a better time to be an apprentice, really. Um, Okay, yes, it's tough because it, like of COVID, a lot of apprentices have been furloughed or lost their apprenticeship and stuff like that. In those in that respect, it's a pony time. But in the respect of if you want to knuckle down and go and learn your stuff, there is a wealth of content out there. Educational content, um viewing someone practically doing something content understanding the theory like nick what nick does very well on his channel not a lot but he does very well his theory about how he sort of sets out stuff and i'm going to put that 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 and there um so this this is and this he explains it very well he explains his thought processes very well and that's really important for a learner um is understanding why you do what you do before you do it just add a little bit in there as well i get two at least two calls a week actually this week i haven't got any banked up i normally have two people that are with me over the weekend and nearly all of them say i've watched nick and i've watched chris i want to change my career to be an electrician they're not usually the young ones and people have mentioned to me apprentice one-to-one's a place to go but as as adults they've said that i've watched them and it's quite aspirational to see it and I always say to them the reality and the videos are different. Laying in a roof space on a hot summer's day and chasing walls out, he's chasing walls out and laying in a roof space. But that, there's that aspirational element of it. And this links in nicely to something that I brought up on eFix where I said, you can't go to college to become an electrician. And then the following week's Monday club, um, you and Amy quite rightly said that you took your route, you did your level two and level three off your own back. And then I was like, oh, and, and then you said, Nick, quite rightly again, oh, I suppose people don't call me an electrician or rest of it. And then you clearly then answered the question for me because you then said, and Amy agreed with you, well, they don't teach you at college to change a consumer unit. You get that experience by working on site in order yeah. to become an electrician. And my video that I said, you can't be an electrician going to college was partly aimed at that, that you can get the underpinning knowledge and you can maybe take that on with you know some some sort of work experience and obviously go one way or another. But you hit the nail on the head. You need to be doing it five days a week 
to actually learn your craft. You can't learn your craft at college. You can learn the underpinning knowledge. So I, I, I didn't want people to get confused with the two messages. That wasn't a kick at anyone who's took your route, but you quite rightly answered it and said, you have to get the experience because college won't show you how to lift floorboards, possibly change consumer units and et cetera, fit down Jason lights or any of that. Any of it. And, and like I said, I wasn't digging out the colleges whatsoever in the last one, but I was classed as an electrician and I had the label as electrician. But if I hadn't been doing all the other stuff with the people in the background, I wouldn't be where I was today. I would, I would have done like a few of the other guys that sort of finished the course with me, had no good work experience. And they've like, completely one of them works at being q i chat to him all the time he's a nice lad and he's got the same qualification as me but never had the chance to carry on with it um so so nick would you be happy if you sat in a pub and you both called yourself electricians who works at being q you probably wouldn't even though he's a nice lad because he's got the same qualifications as you but he hasn't got what you need in life and that's experience yeah. the only way to demonstrate you can do something is by gaining the experience and then obviously implementing your experience yet on paper you've both got the same qualifications and my argument not argument my, my video was designed to be people are getting inspired by you and chris and others to go and at night to retrain to be electrician they love watching your stuff but they've got to add the actual doing it element in they can't continue yeah. to do their job and think that uh, two two certificates at level two and level three will be an electrician it's that yeah, experience and i, and I, and I do i feel because i've had a, and i mean a, a hell of a lot of messages from guys saying like you've um what's the word inspired me to, to do this and i've had a lot of lot of messages and I, I a lot of them i've replied to to say like you know it's it's just me pointing at things and 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 being an idiot but it's nice to see so i've replied to people but equally i feel sorry for the people genuinely that i want are older guys that want to retrain that they have a mortgage they have kids they have overheads they have all the bills to pay and no one's given them a chance to take them on full time because if a middle-aged man came to me and said you know i've got all these overheads i want you to train me as your apprentice but i'm gonna need 15 pound an hour as a small business i'd say no if he has no prior experience whatsoever but i would love to say yes to give these people a chance but that's this is a very difficult situation it's kind of, it's kind of listen it is it's difficult because when you if you're changing career Either you have to accept the rough with the smooth. Do you know what I mean? Like you're changing career just because you're older doesn't entitle you automatically to more money. You know, know. you you, you have to take that on the chin. I did. I know Rick did. Rick worked for apprentice wages with a a family of probably four at the time or whatever to get through. He and he did it however he had to do it. And this is what this is what's really important. And I'm not saying people should have to struggle to get their qualifications, but there is a route for anyone to be able to get into the industry. And taking that route is difficult as a grown, um, as a grown learner, but you still have to do it. You know, yeah, you can go and work at, you can go and you might find the right company to go and work for who will pay you that money, but, or you can go and work on an agency as a labourer, um, electrician's mate or labourer, as they called, um, and you can pick up a lot doing it that way. And the more keen you are, the more work will get thrown at you. But again, that's not a great way to learn either. The, in my opinion, the best way of learning to become an electrician is an apprenticeship. And I, I it just yeah, no, it's just I unarguable. Agree, I, agree. I didn't do an apprenticeship. You will know, but yeah, I, I think for what Adam did, like I said to a few episodes prior. We, me and his dad both pushed him into it because it was completely the right route. He had the choice between my route or an apprenticeship with me. Either way, he was going to work with me. He might as well become fully qualified at the end. And he, I'm over them. He knows he's done the right thing. But looking at it now, like I get given a mark. Is it two grand I get for an apprentice a year, isn't it? So I get a thousand pound after six months and a thousand pound after a year, which realistically, I don't know. I just wish that the government would give us more, not it's for my pocket, not for my benefit, but like a thing, what they do at uni, where let's say you get an adult learner and you want to put him straight on 10, 15 pound is for the first year to help you out 
there's a governing body or a scheme of the government where they would go, right, We whatever you pay will match or to a, and cap it to a point. So these adult learners can physically come work and learn and build a trade without compromise of family life and putting added stress because there's nothing worse. But unfortunately, you could get 100 people do it and the government go, yeah, but then all of a sudden you could probably get 10,000 middle-aged men. When I say middle-aged men, you know what I mean? family all that sort of stuff and i just wish there was something in place where the government would help out because two thousand pound goes nowhere let's be honest that's four decent tool bags to be honest uh, but the the other the other bonus i would say sorry mark the other bonus i'd say about taking potentially but not a rule somebody on who's slightly older is the fact that maybe they're not like i was at 16 17 and 18 when i was doing my apprenticeship i was probably yeah out a little bit late on certain evenings in the week and maybe a little bit worse for wearing a monday you'd like to think if you took on an adult that maybe they'd realize it's a second chance it's like doing education as an adult and you don't you know, ed- education is wasted on the youth because they don't know how brilliant it is when they're doing it and when you go back yeah. and retrain so there are slight benefits i think if forgetting an adult but you've got the right uh, apprentice as well with adam um, nick so you're not seeing what i've seen over the years which is a lot of apprentices that were less keen say maybe than some of the adults that are yeah. available i have but, said this as well if, if i didn't have adam if it was adam with the wrong attitude um or someone else that just just made by and just did what they had to do i don't think they would still be with me um to be honest i i, I think i would have got sick of it but because he's very very similar to me it's just worked so well um but I've also said to him, give it three years, mate. If he's still with me, he will be, to be honest. And um, I'd happily get him an apprentice because if the business is still growing, I don't want to employ loads of people. But I want to give apprentices the chance around here. I'd happily get an apprentice that could, he could then oversee because he'd be qualified by then. Obviously, I'll be in the background um, to see him teach the way I taught. Just to quit on that. And again, apprenticeship doesn't mean job. So I think sometimes it's actually probably better to say, like if you t- keep keep Adam, which would be great, and take another one on, promises him his apprenticeship or her apprenticeship. Okay, just don't promise him a job. Just say yeah. at the end of three or four years, the likelihood is historically I'm going to let you go or I'm going to let her go, and you're going to go into the real world and, and use these skills to, to better yourself, and I'll take another apprentice on. So you sort of have a conveyor belt of opportunities. But I think too often people think an apprenticeship is a job, and when I did my apprenticeship, they only took on about two out of seven of us. The rest of them, they let go. And it was a real heartbreaking moment. You didn't see it coming. You thought, well, we're all going to get jobs. And then only two of them did. And the other ones were off into real world. But it, it, in the long run, it did them real, really good. They've gone on and made a real success of themselves, where the ones that stayed, like me, that stayed in the apprenticeship was always the apprentice. So mm. I was always, they didn't take any on after me. So forever, I was getting the coffee. I was like 22 years old. Get the boy to get the coffees. Really? I was like, I'm 22, but you just don't get that grown up moment. So again, Nick, just something to bear in mind. I'm sure the apprentice one-to-one is the same, that offer them an apprenticeship, not a job. At the end of it, yeah. if you move them on, you can take another apprentice. So you haven't got to feel that you've got to fill a electrician's post, maybe. Seems good job. I just wanted to cover the, the funding aspect that Nick mentioned there because that was something that we picked up on way back when at the start of Apprentice One to One with a company called Una, and they were trying to open up the the loans that you can get for going to university for um, learners entering into the apprenticeship route as well, and they were pushing quite hard with this. I mean, they ended up going off and doing something entirely different and didn't work with Apprentice One to One at all, but they're trying to get funding for retraining, get funding for apprenticeships, and be that as a route through a learner as the learner yourself or more grants available for employers or tax benefits or whatever it may be. So there is stuff that I think will be coming that can help with that in the future. And like you're referencing with people doing the courses to then become electricians, you know, they are, all routes have validity when they're done correctly and Nick's done it the right way. No one's disputing that you're a qualified electrician. And I think it's it's often the people who've been missold these things. So that you're coming out of a normal working job and you don't know anything about the electrical industry like we do. And you genuinely hand over quite a lot of money to train to be an electrician. And then you get to the end of that process expecting to go and get a job on whatever they've told you you learn. And it's just not a reality. There's so many people who've come through Apprentice One to One now saying those things. We need to get experience. We want to go on site. Is there anyone in Apprentice One to One who'll give us a bit of experience so we can learn these things that we don't really know how to do and it's those people i feel especially sorry for because they recognize that the training they've had hasn't really made them electrician yeah 
I just yeah. that and that was my efix video college to electrician was really to spin that round now in my experience and the other colleges up and down the country when we do our prospectus it says the qualification you're going to get and the units you will take it would never say and i said in my video pilot electrician um i don't know um therapist you know or nurse it will just say the qualification now what happens is is people then launch into the workshop there's a gentleman in there or a lady in there teaching it might not be a full-time member of staff or not very keen and and they'll say to them, right brilliant we're all here to be electricians that's what they hear they signed up for a course that would get them a level two or a level three sitting guilty or whatever that's what they paid for now if the college has said you're going to be an electrician at the end of this course then actually you've got a right to go back to them and say you didn't fulfill your agreement. You said in black and white with the agreement that I signed that I'd be an electrician, a pilot, et cetera. Somebody came back to me on that and said, there are different types of pilots though, Gary, in, in my comments, obviously. But again, would you want somebody with a, a glider's license to be flying a jumbo jet when you're going on holiday? I would suggest probably not. Yeah. So of course, yeah, it comes down to experience in, in place. So yeah, it was that. I don't, I'd, I'd be very surprised if colleges up and down the tree are saying at the end of this course, you'd be a chef. They'll tell you the qualification you're going to get. You can take it on to maybe be a chef, but you're not going to be a chef. There's no guarantees of anything, is there? The other thing is as well with all that, there is no definitive thing. That, that's, there's no like nothing in law that says you're an electrician or there's no official status of electrician. You know, yeah. you can you can go and do a part P, know how to wire up a, a socket and be an electrician to someone. You know, um, I listen. I know this guy uh, who who works locally. Nice guy, but he's not an electrician. And he, mate, some of the stuff he does is insane. I've had to. I've ha- I literally. Sam, Sam, this and a story about you and you using this friend down the street thing are you yes. as a cover up for it, is it? No, it, yes, it it's is. Friend down the street. All right, okay. So it is you. Right, okay, carry on. Pose me, Gary. <laughs> no, I've had to go and fix stuff. Um, because he's actually a friend you. Of my brother. Yeah, I had to go and fix it. So there. Would you usually turn it on and off again? Yes, I did. Yes. Oh, it was actually at your mum's house. Oh. <laughs> oh, we nearly got through it, lads, didn't we? We nearly yeah, got there, didn't there we? There we go. Well, you know, I like to be ridiculous. What can I say? Um, And so, right, final thoughts time, I think. Or, Mark, have you got a hot topic? Uh, Not really, because I've been a bit busy this week, so I haven't had a chance to really think about anything. So, no. Same. I've been burning wood. Do you shape that moustache and go, well, that goatee yourself, or do you (laughs) go and get it, like, uh, like, trimmed up? I did this myself, and it's it's gone wrong, which is why lots of it's vanished this week. Uh, I made a bit of a tell mistake. You what, Mark, I tell you what, if my hair was actually black, I think we would match. I have the exact same. I'm saying, Nick, in a in a strong wind, your beard would blow off, bro. I know the cat licked me yesterday. Half my face went. Uh, oh yeah, I went from there. Um, but Mark, so what? Like, I think the hot topic should be. What brand of razor do you use <laughs> to get that or clipper or like you know, male grooming product do you use to get that so uh so detailed if you like? I reckon it's Feels cutthroat. Bad. I reckon it's a cutthroat, isn't it? It's a it's an old no, I reckon it's like one thing. of them um brawn things, you know, like the little ones, the little clippers. You would be right, that's all it is. Mate, you've done an excellent job. Um, it's perfectly symmetrical. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's been right on one today, haven't I? Let's be fair. Yeah, brilliant. Offended everyone, even Gary to a certain extent. Never offended uh, me, Gary. What's what's? Uh, have you got any e-fix news? Any exclusives you want to drop on us? Oh, any exclusives? Um, CPDs, they're, they're, they're out. We've got six and two more pending. Uh, for them, we're going to try and do probably another 30 this year. They're free. You go onto the eFix Know How tab, and they're all affiliated by CPD. There is actually a company called CPD. And if you complete a CPD, which is watch a video of Joe and answer some questions, that's nice and straightforward. You get one hours of accredited CPD. So if you're trying to build a CPD folder for work, etc., maybe for NAPIT when they come out and they say to you, your assessment and how you continue to do your professional development, Nick, you could maybe flourish them out with a few certificates, and there's some really good ones on there. That is 
that is again quietly powerful that sits in the background that puts us both back to our teaching environment so the efix apprentice hub and the know-how tab which gives you the free cpds are, are where me and joe came from and i think that's our biggest input really into the efix um adventure and where when is i know it's a bit of an open-ended question have you got any efix lives coming this year um, no, I would suggest uh, the, uh, the, uh, there was lots of things I wanted to do live um, that we couldn't, and I wouldn't take the risk. Um, again, you know, our background's apprenticeship, so I would have liked to have done something with those. And again, it's too much of a risk to do. I think if you watch the two weekly um, live stream we do, that's going to eventually, hopefully, be done in front of a live studio audience. So that'll be party night for us then afterwards. So nice. there's a there's a balcony going in uh, the unit uh, right under where we do our ingots, just down near where we. Oh, I haven't said that, have I? I'm doing. I'm just started doing them. Um, so there's going to be a ba- there's going to be a balcony up there, a bit like a bit like Tier Five Friday. So I want to start at the balcony. I want my cue cards. So I want to come down out the balcony. Uh, cameras following me down. And I want to go straight into my my live streams twice a week uh, and have an audience up there. Hopefully, it'll be friends and family the first time around when we do it. It'll be a little way off, and then it'll be invited guests, and then we'll all go out on the Raz in Skipton. So what's going to happen? Oh, how come? Yeah, good man. Com- no. Well, coming to you first. I'm bringing Vienna. Hopefully, it, yeah. but if that tour's too late in the year, we might have to come up at a different time. I'd love to come up. So yeah, well, so anytime, bits, like, mate. bits like that, bits like that. And again, we've got another Gary Swap Shop. If you if you watch watch our live streams, it's actually I've just watched taking- the Swap Shop. It's it's ripping off anything in the nineties or the eighties. So we've got we had the tool from above, which was like the dove from above. We've got the yeah. tall wall, which is similar to the cool wall that we had on Top Gear. Uh, we've got points of view. We've got uh, regulation corner, which is a, a Mickey take, and we've got the news at Penn. And what else have we got? Gary's Swap Shop as little yeah vignettes, really, just things that I liked as a kid. So the the, the cue cards will come because that's Tier Five Friday. So I'll be able to throw them out to. Um, Will wasn't it? His assistant was Will on Tier Five Friday, so I'll be bunging that. I have no idea what Tier no. Five Friday is. Oh dear, it's it's what? generational thing. So sorry. Nick. I tell you what, the uh, I watched the live stream the other day when you had um, Gifford's mug in it. Yes, and uh, so I was the proud owner of two Gifford mugs uh, <laughs> over the weekend, and now I'm the proud owner of just one. I'm, a, I'm terrible for breaking stuff as well. I, so I've got Joseph's to spare picked up to record earlier and I opened them up and I just cleaned the unit I made a brew and I was like oh here we go everyone got my GoPro out this is from Gifford uh, I call him Clifford and this is Clifford's mug and it's alright and I turned around and as I turned around I clicked it on the wall I dropped it but I got it all on camera and just smashed everywhere and I was like oh that's right. that was Adam's one but um, yeah so I'm not editing the footage yet so we'll see how, how bad it looks but it went everywhere cool story suppose you had to be there right <sighs> Yeah, that one got me. That one got me. Yeah, I've been waiting. I waited for that whole story before. I was going to say it, no matter even if it was a cool story. So whatever. Right, I feel like we've come to the end. Mm. So we've had the legend Gary on tonight. Thank you, Gary. Monday Club. We're out. 